0: Married with Children, the podcast. Hosted by Dustin and Callie. Follow us on social media on Twitter at Married underscore show, Facebook Married with Children show, on Instagram. Married with Children Show, or reach out to us in an email, Married show at gmail.com. We're always looking for guests and sponsors. If you have a name of a guest that would be an interesting interview on the Married with Children Show, please send that information to us through social media or straight to our email address. Also, if you have a small business that you'd be interested in being a sponsor on the show, please reach out to us through an email so that we can work out a way that best suits you and our listeners. Also, if you like the podcast, be willing to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to Married with Children. Uh, Again, we're no Facebook Live uh, this week. Um, Our schedules just haven't worked out. Got some other things going on um, and coming up, but uh, we are going to get an episode in this week. Did have to delay some of the upcoming episodes, but I think we've got some things figured out. I'm trying to get a little more organized and better prepared than what I've been for, through here in the uh, the past couple weeks.
1: Well, you've been slightly busy with uh, <laughs> with things here the last uh, what nine weeks, I guess.
0: Yeah, a little bit, but uh, we're going. I've I've reached out to some people today. I think we've got some things set up, so. Hopefully uh, getting a little more organized. But first and foremost, our sponsors, uh, first of all, Miller's Termite and Pest Control. The only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. And they also do lawn care. You know, it's kind of late in the year. You're not really thinking about lawn care. But like I said, on throttled up the podcast the other day it was also 90 degrees this weekend so <laughs> I um
1: i say we may be mowing for a while now i
0: know you may be over the lawn care stuff so give a, a call to miller's termite and pest control and cool. lawn care um you can get a hold of them uh by looking them up on facebook at miller's termite and pest control emailing them at pest underscore n underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657 and i will say this uh you know a huge uh shout out to uh, miller's termite and pest control and i really appreciate them being a sponsor um you just told me the other day that you saw a couple ants right i sent miller's termite and pest control a, a facebook message said hey man i need you to come out and spray and i got the thumbs up that's how easy it is so cool. uh he should be out here shortly to uh to hit us with a second dose so hadn't seen any ants until no and that's day. been
1: a few months like the summer
0: yeah. So, and then our second sponsor, uh, Tommy Taylor at uh, Tommy Taylor Farm Bureau Insurance. Uh, he can provide you with Auto Home Life Commercial Farm and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability pro- to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Not only is Tommy just a sponsor of the podcast, he's also my family's insurance agent and should be yours too. Give him a call, shoot him a message um, or an email. And uh, he will be happy to take care of all of your insurance needs. You can contact Tommy at Thomas or Taylor at infb.com. Or you can contact him by phone at 812-372-4483, extension 2447. All right. Going to jump right into it today, and I'm going to throw it to you right off the bat here because um, I got a text message uh, just a little while ago. I went into work today. Uh, my school is on fall break, but um as the principal i had plenty of stuff to do that i could get a lot more done with no one else in the building right um so i went into work but i you went on a field trip with our son
1: right yes
0: and then took him for a haircut
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and i got a text message that was i just had the worst experience of my life at fantastic sam yes so fill us in
1: uh yeah so well the to start off we went to um this morning we went to the fire station for our field trip and he was so excited because last year you went with him and he was so excited that I was able to go with him dad went with him when he was three and mom gets to go with him when he's four and he said dad can dad'll go with him again next year when he's five he's got like this whole pattern figured out well so he was so excited about all of it and everything and um he was he was great until he realized when we were leaving that they did not shoot the water across the road like they did last year.
0: Oh, why not?
1: I don't know. He was really frustrated and upset about it.
0: I can understand. That so was the best part. So he said
1: he wanted I said, "Alan, but you saw that last year." He said, "But you didn't get to see it." So like he was so upset that I did not get to see it and I said, "It's really okay. I'm really not that upset." I said, "I don't even think they had all the stuff out. Like there was just one guy there." So He was, like, doing the whole thing. So I I don't know. But they did not do it, and he was really upset about that. So we did that. We, you know, went back to school. He had a snack. We left, and I said, we're going to go get our hair cut. We'll mess around in town a little bit, and then we'll go get lunch before we go pick up Alex. And so we go to get his hair cut, and there was only a couple ladies working in there. And... um. So we had to wait a little bit. Well, as soon as we, um, I mean, he gets up there and he's he's really good about getting his haircut. I mean, other than the fact that it tickles his neck and he, you know, like laughs about it and stuff like that. Well, when we were almost done, the lady accidentally like poked his ear and I mean, it's not bad or anything like that, but he was like tore up about it. Like, I mean, like he kind of, he he was good for a while and then he kind of started crying and It was like he kind of, then he would like, she'd try, you know, to just, just finish up because I mean, she was literally about done and he was all upset. And then they didn't have the suckers, which are like the little bitty dum-dum suckers that he likes. And he was like so upset that they didn't have suckers. They tried to give him a Mickey Mouse sticker and he didn't want anything to do with it. And I'm like, you like Mickey Mouse? And he wanted the suckers. And it was like the world ended.
0: I mean, it is a sucker. I mean, he did go through the whole haircut. He did get his ear poked. I mean. I know,
1: but I told him, I said. um,
0: No one in Fantastic Sam's had a sucker.
1: No, they said they were totally out of suckers.
0: Well, I think, I think, uh, I I have to agree with him. I think I got to hold Fantastic Sam's responsible. He
1: was distraught. And I said, after, like, I mean, like, and like, as we were leaving, he was like making a scene. Like, I was embarrassed. Because he was making a scene about his suckers, like bawling about he wanted a sucker, and I was like, "Alan, you don't even eat the suckers, anyways." He literally will take three licks of it and say he's done, and puts the wrapper back on, and we throw it away. Like that's it, and that's what he was so upset about.
0: But it's still expectation.
1: Oh my gosh! I told him. I said, "You know what?" I said, "If I, I told him, I said if he was if he would have been better, like I was going to go through the bank." and get a sucker like i can go through the bank and do it but i'm like i'm not doing it now so he was like really and i said yes i said that's why you cannot raise a stink about something so silly because if he would have been fine about it i'd have gone through the bank and withdrawn money or something
0: to just to get get a sucker now now answer me this just out of my own curiosity because at this point i can understand the answer had it been um that you had are four month old with you but you did not have a no. four month old with you nope so why was it a better idea to go through the bank to withdraw money out of our account just to get a sucker why not just stop it like dollar general and buy him a whole bag of dum-dums
1: i don't know i guess i didn't really think about that and i don't need a whole bag of dum-dums
0: but then any time that this would ever be a, a if you put three or four in your purse you're always prepared yeah
1: but i hope that if even if this does happen again i really hope that he learned that he cannot act like that
0: Did you have a talk with him? Yeah, we had a talk. Uh Uh-huh. And then I got a nasty text message like I should have been there?
1: No, it wasn't that you should have been there. I just wanted you to feel my sympathy how uh, frustrated I was at that point. Because I was. (laughs) And then he gets in the car and he says, Mom, can I turn on the TV? (laughs) I said, I don't think so. (laughs) I'm like, really? You just got in trouble. (laughs)
0: Well, speaking of people not taking things very good, um, Saturday night was uh, UFC 229. Um, and Conor McGregor um, was fighting again. He was and, – and I'm just going to call him Habib because if I try to do the last name, Nurmagomedov. Oh, I no wow, idea. that's awful. So I'm going to call him Habib. Um, but Conor McGregor and Habib were, were the main event – um, y- you may remember back, uh, last year, Habib was supposed to fight or was fighting. There were several of the UFC people on a bus. Conor McGregor and his crew showed up, uh, I believe it was in New York city oh, yeah. and threw the chairs and ended up busting a window and actually hurt yeah. injuring a fighter. So this has been kind of an ongoing battle between Habib and Conor McGregor. And, um, as we all know, you know, well know, um, Conor McGregor is definitely one that, the trash talks and and says a lot of things and yeah. So anyway, they go through the fight. Um, I think I think most people. Um, I am by no means a mixed martial arts expert, but I think most of the experts had. Habib as the favorite. Um, and so
1: these guys actually, f- I mean, like we're really fighting.
0: Yes, this was an actual fight. I for mean, a like, belt. and
1: they obviously have a very hatred i i would say for each other yes okay okay just i would i'm getting that straight sorry
0: so um everybody kind of had habib as a favorite kind of you know, mcgregor made it last longer than what i think people thought obviously the last time mcgregor was has fought was the boxing match um that was the whole big with floyd thing. mayweather you know the big you know he made buku's of millions yeah. of dollars and um so anyway mcgregor wasn't really supposed to win this and and he made it last longer he he looked a little better than what a lot of people thought but habib does choke him out um and ends up getting the submission now that's not the important part um afterwards habib actually jumps over the cage and out of the cage and attacks some of conor mcgregor's corner and there's some video here if i can find it again uh here it is It'll replay here in just a second. You'll see. See how he jumps out of the cage? And oh, my. He's...
1: This is after he's Yeah, this is oh after he's won.
0: He goes after the corner. And from what he has come back and said... Um, and he was escorted out by sheriffs i mean here he's just won the championship i mean
1: like who do you get to escort like a fighter out because i mean obviously he's a fighter (laughs) and
0: then four guys from habib's corner actually jumped in the octagon and went after conor mcgregor they were arrested oh my gosh um so anyway habib wins but obviously is is taken out um you know i listened to dana white talk about it on sunday morning and he said that it um it could lead, to, obviously, fines. Uh, oh, the yeah. Nevada Gaming Commission actually held both of their checks, so they didn't get paid oh, for their really? fight. Um, it could lead to yeah. You
1: couldn't, you can't get like that kind of stuff started. That's why I was surprised that they fought to begin with. If they have like that much like animosity towards each other
0: you know what i mean like yeah but remember ufc is a business and that which i mean yeah
1: i'm sure that's a big money maker but the thing is that's the difference
0: like all the all the trash talk between floyd mayweather and conor mcgregor that was all a joke just to build hype right um you know they flew on the same private jet to all the events and then talk trash just to build hype this is a true hatred of each other
1: well that's but that's what i mean is i mean i i'm sure it's just because i wasn't paying attention but it's like i heard more about the mayweather mcgregor fight than i didn't even know that these guys were doing this like so even that being more of a real thing i didn't know anything about it
0: and so the basic idea here is habib ends up saying that the problem was um that mcgregor's corner talked about his father his religion and his country and um he said that that was beyond. He couldn't. He couldn't deal with that. Um, here's a picture. You can see one of uh, that's one of them Habib's uh, cornermen actually hitting Conor McGregor. Um, so yeah. So like, I mean, th- I think the bigger thing that came out of it is not the actual fight, but right. is um, what happened afterwards. Um, and you know, Habib apologized obviously and everything. But it, my thing is. And Conor McGregor um, tweets out right afterwards, good knock, looking forward to the rematch. So he's already, you know.
1: He's a pretty big trash talker. least Like whether he really is or not, I mean, like he at least plays that
0: role. He's already, you know, playing it up for the rematch. But the thing is that amazes me is certain people just constantly have, you know, drama or extreme situation surrounding them and mm-hmm. and mcgregor is one of those oh
1: yeah yeah
0: and it's funny to me too as we we just interviewed uh, a couple weeks ago we interviewed ashley yoder yeah um who's getting ready for a ufc fight and i couldn't get her to say anything <laughs>
1: not a thing mm-hmm.
0: and i mean i know she's not a trash talker but i couldn't even get her to say that you know, this was her opponent's weakness, you know? And yeah. if you look at her opponent, it's pretty obvious. Her weakness is her ground game. The The girl comes from a boxing background. She's a stand-up striker. But her weakness is going to be her ground game. And I couldn't even get Ashley to say, yeah, this is where she's weak. And, you know, Conor McGregor and these guys are just losing it. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Um, next up, one thing I wanted to talk about uh, and we don't usually ever, um, do anything that's political on here. And, and, um, we kind of stick to that just because it's not our, our thing. But I do want to say this, this is something that I'll be interested to hear your opinion on as well. I think it's similar to mine, even though you and I don't always see, you know, perfectly eye to eye on politics and right. that's okay. Um, you know, we just went through the whole Kavanaugh fight and kind of you know confirmation hearings and all the stuff that went with it. And I don't want it to come across anyway. You know, I I I will be the first to sit here and say I don't know if what Doctor Ford said was true. Right. I don't know if Kavanaugh had sexually assaulted a a you know female when he was in high school or in college. I don't know those things. Right. So. I'm not choosing a side. What I'm talking about, though, is it's amazing to me. And I saw this article today that said America, the radicalized. How just divided the country is, because here's my here's my perception of the whole thing. I don't know. And that's what I'll start with. Right. And if a lot of people are being honest, they don't know either. Absolutely. I don't discredit what Dr. Ford said in her testimony. And I don't discredit the, you know, what the Kav- Kav- uh, Kavanaugh said back, mm-hmm. but it's not my job to make that decision. Right. So it's amazing to me to see the things on Facebook, um, to see the things on social media, to see the things on. You know, I saw some when they were giving his confirmation and swearing him in. People beating and clawing at the doors of the Supreme Court. Like, I I can't and I and trust me. If he did what he's being accused of, he shouldn't be a Supreme Court justice. I'm not arguing for that, but I don't know that part.
1: Well, but there's people that have gone and supposedly have researched, I mean, like, or or checked, I mean, mean, like, as much as you can, I guess, to approve him, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, he went through the whole hearings. There was an FBI investigation. That's what I mean, yeah. That was a week, and I I understand the argument that what can they figure out in a week? I, I can't answer that. Right um and again i think it's for me it's just the craziness of where is the middle of the road i and 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 again i think if anybody's truly being honest all of us and again i am not i do not want this to come across that i'm not considering the seriousness of a sexual assault allegation right but all of us have things in our past. And that's, I guess where I was kind of embarrassed during the hearings was we're digging up stuff in a, in a yearbook. We're digging up stuff, you know, that it totally diverted away from whether or not this allegation of sexual assault, which absolutely should lead him to not serving on the Supreme court. Right. It diverted away to, did he drink in college? Did he drink in high school? Now, while drinking in high school and maybe before you're 21 in college is illegal, I think most people probably wouldn't be able to argue that um, they're not in that same boat.
1: Well, and even if they maybe aren't in that same boat, at least I'm sure that they knew somebody who did. And I'm sure that they... That doesn't mean that they're a terrible person or like a bad person, I guess. Um, And so, I mean, that would be my, my thoughts. I mean... I don't have really much issue with anybody that maybe did. I, I mean, that's. I I don't know. I, I I agree. I don't think that you can. Why? Well, I mean, because if you start digging in everybody's past, at some point, I'm sure they did something that they should, probably shouldn't have.
0: Well, there's going to be skeletons, or, or,
1: or regretted, or you know, what whatever you want to say. Now, not saying that. Like it, it. I mean, obviously, something to the extent that they're saying with some of the things, you know, shouldn't be brought up, but. I agree with you, you know, talking about drinking in high school or or before you were twenty one. I mean, like, well, yes, I know that's illegal. I mean, I mean, so does like driving in on a farm in a car when you're not sixteen. I mean, like, so then I, I mean, okay, so most farm kids probably would be, you know what I mean? Like, just there's a lot of things that, again, not saying that it's right or everybody should do it. I'm just saying that.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. And my thing is again. It will never have Supreme Court justices if we hold them to this, you know, perfection category. And again, I'm not downplaying the allegations. I don't know. I started it with that, so for those people who get upset,
1: I'm saying you said that if if what happened is true, you know, or what they were accusing him of or saying happened was true, as far as the sexual assault and everything, obviously that he shouldn't be. In that position.
0: And and here's my whole thing of of the two sides. Is it has become, even like on Facebook, it has become this there is no middle ground. There is no ability to see the other viewpoints. It is constantly like either Kavanaugh is evil and is the devil, or Kavanaugh is, you know, golden and has never made a mistake in his life. Like Can we just come to the middle and say, okay, let's look at the allegations against him. Let's decide, is there validity there?
1: Which I think is the job of, like, the investigation that they did or the investigators. I think that that's their, I mean, I would say they're supposed to come into it with an open mind, you know, not judgment one way or the other. And they're supposed to investigate the evidence. And, I mean, I would think that would be their, obviously, their job.
0: And I agree. And I think, you know, it it, um, it it cracks me up. All the things that have become hot-button issues and, and the comments on Facebook, and I actually saw this the other day, and I'm going to shout it out. Uh, I believe it was Nathan Bowling that, that posted it. And it was this meme, and it said, when I was a kid watching The Wizard of Oz, I always thought how someone, talking about the scarecrow, it was a picture of the scarecrow, how someone without a brain could talk. And he said, and then I logged into Facebook and I realized, <laughs> That's um, great. which is awful, but, but yeah. it is, I just, I, I, my thing is that my guys at the, the smug cast, uh, podcast uh, go give them a listen. We're going to get into something with them here in just a little bit. But, um, if, if the BJ always says on there, if who is the president affects your day-to-day life, you probably made a mistake in some choices, right? Like no matter where you stand Obama Trump has our day-to-day life really changed that much from Obama to Trump
1: you know I mean I guess you're right I mean because I mean yeah like no matter who you are for or against I mean it's I mean I guess I'm still living the way I'm living I did a couple years ago
0: and the thing is people pay all this attention to these the on these national controversies And totally miss local elections and the people who honestly make change in their community.
1: Yeah. Local, like we're like in our state or in our county and district and things where we're at now. Yeah.
0: And I don't want this to come across as I'm going to kind of transition here. I don't want this to come across as being radicalized because it is what it is. But I also saw this today in the USA Today. Remember last year when Vice President Mike Pence visited the Indianapolis Colts when they were playing the 49ers? Yeah. They honored Peyton Manning beforehand. Yep. Several of the 49ers took a knee during the National Anthem, and Pence walked out. Yes. And made a... a, uh, Big deal. Yeah, made a statement. His tweet was, I left today's Colts game because at POTUS, President of the United States, and I will not dignify any event that disrespects our soldiers, our flag, or our National Anthem. Well... After digging through some uh, documents, they believe that trip by Mike Pence to the Colts game to walk out early cost taxpayers $325,000. Why is that?
1: The airplane ride?
0: Air Force Two, additional security um, around the stadium and for Pence, and they had to construct special walkways to get him in and out.
1: Yeah, and he was there for how long? I mean heck if he cuz he left after the national anthem, that's yeah, a, before, before the game even started.
0: Right. So I'm not I'm not polarizing. I don't care where you stand on the issue. But $325,000 seems like ridiculous for a political stunt. So all I'm saying is this, no matter where you stand on the players who took knees during the national anthem, okay? And whether that was right or that was wrong. I'm not arguing that point. You can have your own opinion about that. On the flip side, is it not just as wrong that the vice president used that situation and spent $325,000 of taxpayers' money to make the same statement in the opposite?
1: I would think that he, with his power and everything, I mean, he could have stood there, you know, proudly because that's what he believed. And I would think at some point could have made a statement Whether he... I mean, like, saying the same thing. um, But, like you said, maybe without cost... I mean, like, without that trip being somewhat useless.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: like... Because, obviously, I mean, he's going to be able to make a statement at any point. I mean, you're the vice president. So, I mean, you can always make a statement. But, I mean, maybe you should have stayed there for the game, you know, and, and... done that i mean because i mean what did he what did he come for anyway i mean like that's did they, he come for the peyton manning thing yes
0: they unveiled the peyton manning statue that because day.
1: i mean obviously if he was they were playing
0: which bothers me too and this <laughs> this may come across the wrong way even if he was planning on staying the whole game which there's some there's some things in the documents and i've not read enough to to verify whether that's true or not that this may have been a staged idea
1: okay that was my thing is the team that he was coming to play were the ones that that, started the the whole kneeling thing anyway
0: but even in the flip side i understand that he was the governor of indiana i understand he's from indiana i understand what Peyton means to indiana I really don't want him spending $325,000 of taxpayer money just to come watch the statue of Peyton be unveiled.
1: I mean, like, especially, I mean, yes, I could, as a Colts fan, I mean, I could be like, yeah, I mean, I I can totally see it. But if it was some other team, yeah, I mean, like, especially, I mean, any of the other, you know, teams of any sport to where it's like, I mean, why would he go and watch, you know, so-and-so from a total, nother, you know what I mean? Like being a fan of a different team sports team i guess i mean i don't know i just i agree what i mean for as busy as they are he had made i mean he made sure to have time for that which is fine if that's what he wanted to do but
0: i don't know well now i'm going to transition it a little bit more local okay um and i hope this one and and i
1: still in politics
0: yeah yeah i'm gonna talk a little bit about jim lucas um and a and a facebook post that he put up the other day and with both of us being educators i think it's interesting and, and again i i hope jim is uh stands true to his word um because he always says that he appreciates you know a little bit of back and forth and um and debate so i've already reached out to jim and asked jim about coming on uh prior to the november 6 election okay and he's agreed he said that he will be to let him know some time so that's an upcoming episode i also um reached out to his opponent steve Schottmer, and asked him about coming on i haven't heard back from him which i don't have a um, relationship with him in the sense that he's been on the show before like i do with jim so um so hopefully i can get them both on that is uh important to me to give them both a chance to kind of talk but I wanted to talk about this post that Jim Lucas put up. Okay. um, All of the I-STEP scores just got released. Yes. And Jim Lucas put statewide, and this he is quoting. This is from an article. Uh, Statewide, 46% of Indiana students in grades 3 to 8 pass both math and English sections of the test, according to results released by the state Wednesday. At the high school level, just 31.4%. Of 10th graders pass both sections. This is Jim Lucas's comment. Half of our state budget, plus over 40 percent of our property tax dollars, plus over one billion in federal dollars, plus over several hundred millions of other agency dollars go to educate about one million K to 12 Hoosier children every year under a government-run education system, and this is the result that we get from our government's own standards. Less than half of our children can meet government standards in a government run education center system. At what point does a rational human being wake up and ask themselves, what the hell are we doing? Putting government in charge of educating our children. Now I'm going to be really interested to talk to Jim about this post because here is my argument with it. I am fine with and him and I, when he was on before we talked a little bit about education, I am not for privatization of of education. And the reason why, and I'll argue with Jim about it, I think you take away advantages um, to the poor. I think it becomes an even more divided gap yeah. between the haves and the have-nots. But I understand what he's saying here. But the way that post reads, and what I want clarification on is, what are you considering the problem? Because... <laughs> Well, and
1: and, and, I mean, like, I I mean, that's what it sounds like, as I would read it.
0: And and I would agree. And I and I'm not going to put words in Jim's mouth. Right, I agree. I would say it sounds like we're spending way too much money on our teachers, our administrators, our school buildings. And I and I know that Jim in the past has been um, anti administrator pay. Um, I know that there's been several things he's asked about. Should we limit the amount of money in a school budget that can go to administrators? Um, and, and I'm not saying that just because I'm a school administrator. That, right. Everybody can have their own opinion. Um, and I would be happy to, and I'm going to if, if we get Jim on here, to invite Jim to come spend a day with me as a high school principal um, and see what I do in a day and come spend the day with one of my high school teachers and sit and watch them or one of my high school students as I just did the other day. Um, because I think it's important, and I and I and I will say this about Jim Lucas I do believe Jim Lucas will show up and do it. If I challenge him, I think he'll do it, right? Um, if he doesn't, then I'll be the first to say that he he refused to or he declined to accept. Um, but my question is is the problem the teachers and the schools and the public education, or is the problem let's follow the money. Because usually in government, let's follow the money. Is the problem the test services and the standardized testing and the amount of money the government pays for these standardized tests that all come back to political contributions on which testing service we go with and what that test is required? Let's talk about the moving target that teachers have tried to hit when we're changing tests every year or two.
1: Well, that's the thing is me being a math teacher. It's like... um I mean, we did the, you know, the ECA and stuff for a few years. And then it's like that went out of style. And so then now we've been doing the I-STEP and I mean, and now we're changing again and we're changing the, I mean, I don't know how, like as an administrator, or like a guidance counselor, I mean, cause we've been talking with them. Um, I mean, how many years have you had all four grades on the same path? as far as graduation requirements. Because, I mean, it seems like, I mean... I I, like in the 12 years that I've been teaching, I would say it's only been a handful of times that all four year, like all four grades, nine through 12 is on the same. Do you understand what I'm saying? The exact same graduation, like requirements, whether I mean, we like, I mean, you've got or
0: I step or I learn. Yeah. And
1: so now I mean, like right now you're in the transition of
0: to graduation pathways. Yeah. The
1: pathways to where some kids have the I step that they're they're supposed to, you know, do and then you know some kids have the pathways to where they can take this other test or I mean like it's just I mean and, and it's just going to continue to change and I just don't know I, I don't know how what teachers are supposed to do in order to try and get them like me personally how can I get my kids prepared when I'm teaching a group of you know freshmen sophomores you know or sophomores and juniors in my classes because they're all mixed when they're all on different they're on on different stuff like
0: well and i and i love the i love what the idea behind the graduation pathways right. is yes but the problem is we've still made some of the requirements standardized testing whether Absolutely. it be the asvab the sat what the act whatever yeah and the problem with that is now we've got multiple assessments and i am i and you could ask any one of my teachers you know me very well i'm totally against teaching to the test i yeah. and this may be you know blasphemy to some my school grade doesn't mean nearly as much to me as what we're doing to prepare kids for the future. But the problem is, and Jim, I'm my challenge to you is you're one of these lawmakers that still publishes my school grade every school year yeah that publishes my test scores when you know that by holding that over my head and holding it over for teacher salaries and their um, evaluations we can't do what we truly need to do yeah to prepare kids for the next level
1: yeah um and i don't i don't know i mean because you when you have have you publish it, I mean, like when it's published in the paper and then you have all of these people, you know, no matter their age, they're looking at the paper and they look and they're like, man, you know, this school got a C or a D or an F or, I mean, any of them. You think that's an awful school. I'll never send my kids or grandkids there. And it may not be the, I mean, that truly may not be the case. You know, there's good teachers. I, I mean, because, I mean, I, and I would think you as an administrator, obviously you don't, you want good teachers i mean and i think you know that you have good teachers and so sometimes that doesn't reflect it but again the change the constant change um within the educate like within education and and teaching and things it's just it's hard to to keep up with it i guess
0: yeah again and and i'm i'm really interested to have jim on because i i'll be the first to admit i used to be one of those that didn't know jim lucas real well was probably more anti-Jim Lucas simply from being in the education field than what I probably am. Um, You and I made the decision to invite him and and Mm -hmm. Nancy Franke on during the primary. I'm really excited to have Jim back on again because Jim and I honestly line up on a lot more things than I thought we would, but education is a big one where at least I feel like we differ. But I will be very interested to have him explain some of these things when he's here.
1: Well, and I I – the other thing too that kind of frustrates me is the fact of um and I guess that's part of where like just me being me I stress out about things with my kids um as far as like the 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 way my kids perform on the test affects my like my evaluation and obviously affects the school grade but personally it affects me with my evaluation and things and how do you why would me being a competitor I want to be obviously I want to be as good of a teacher as I can be and I want my kids to be you know as good in math as they could possibly be but it's like if they're if it's being tied to my school grade like I'm or my personal evaluation I think that it kind of got away from the working together as far as like in a math department because sometimes it's like I mean, if I'm doing something good, like I want my I I mean, I want my kids to do well. And I want I mean, I want to look good and, you know, I want to be the best math teacher there is. And so, I mean, whether that's right or not, I think that that kind of went, you know, maybe in a wrong direction as from what they maybe wanted it to, I'm sure. But
0: I don't know. Well, my other question for Jim is that he's not giving us there is what were the and i and i can look him up i know that the indy star had all of the i-step scores and i may try and do that before he comes on what was the average pass rate for charter schools you know what was the average pass rate for um private schools and then let's go a little deeper because once you put in the private schools let's look at What's the what's the free and reduced lunch percentage of those? Oh yeah. What's the special ed percentage of those?
1: And I feel like there's not as far as getting ready and preparing for the I-Step, I don't think that there's very many resources that they've given us out there like they do the practice test at, you know, like we do like the week before I-Step and the tools that they want us to practice aren't really even tools that they actually have to use on the test. I feel like they want you to practice like 17 things, but those aren't all the ones that are on the test. And then there's some that may be on the test that I don't feel that they practiced from what the kids tell me. So I, I don't, I don't know. It's like, cause the kids will be like, well, I had something on the test and it wasn't one that we did a practice on and I can't help them obviously. So well, and- I just don't think the resources are out there for us. And I know obviously it's not like they're going to give us the test and say, here was last year's test, but... I mean I think that there may be some resources in it that could help the kids because that's what it's about is helping those kids achieve you know their their part because I think that my kids know some knows of the stuff but it's just I don't know it's just hard well, for them Well here's
0: my thing I want to see when we're talking about you know data and all the stuff that um uh, you know schools want to talk about being data driven you know tracking things Let's talk about the thing I've never seen, and it may be because it's a, a moving target. Because anytime you want to collect true data on something, you need it a, over a period of time. But my question is, what has the what is the i step? What's the ECA? What's the I learn? What's whatever we're doing at the time? What has it taught us? And what I mean by that is, have we found a correlation? Or a cause and effect between those ECA I step scores, I learn scores now, and future success, whether at the high school right. level, in college, in careers, has the state of Indiana considered once to follow up and see whether that means success. Which
1: which group has has truly, I guess, been more successful? I mean, like I I, I mean, you're right. I, because once they graduate and we've kind of gotten our um school grade from them as far as that goes then i I mean it's we kind of forget about i mean and maybe not i again from a teacher's perspective i mean i know i don't see anything i don't know about from the administrative perspective like if they follow up on anything
0: now the state does it now we do some things but for our own data but we don't ever tie it back to the state data so let me ask you this do you remember how well you did on the i-steps no do you, remember, I mean, do you remember your SAT score off the top of your head? No. No, neither do now,
1: I. Now, I mean, I didn't, um, We when we were in school, we took the GQE.
0: Okay. See, but, I, I don't even remember that. But, I mean, we took the I-STEP up through eighth grade.
1: Yes, but our graduation was the GQE, the graduation qualifying exam. And I, from what I understand, of course, like I said, I was in high school at that time. But
0: When did that start? Because I don't even that,
1: remember that. That, I think, was interesting in the process for for a decent amount of time. I I don't know. I guess you could look it up maybe. I don't know. Um I know that whenever I was teaching my first year, so that would have been like in 2007-2008, that is when the East, they gave the ECA uh for one of the first times and that was that was going to be there
0: that the graduation qualifying exam was for the graduating classes of 2002 to 2011.
1: Okay. So not as long as what i thought
0: i didn't realize that i even took the gqe so there's how much it meant to me
1: yeah oh yeah and i
0: and i had now have a career in in, education in education and education administration i couldn't even remember that so let's move off of it we've talked more politics this episode than we have like in all uh, of them combined In all of our episodes combined (laughs) and we even had a full episode with two (laughs) political candidates yeah i know right um so i know how much you love the quizzes And you've been kind of bringing a quiz each week. So I happen to see this one. (laughs)
1: Good, because I didn't bring one this time.
0: And I brought it to you. And it's based on your food choices. We'll tell you what to be for Halloween. Oh, I I like it. You know, we got it coming up. So I want to see what you end up with. So first, you got to pick something for breakfast. And we've got scrambled eggs, waffles, bacon, and cereal. Now, before you answer, I'm going to to make it interesting. I'm going to try and guess what I think you're going to answer. Oh, I like it. And then we'll see how close I can get. Now, okay. I'm going to say, obviously, you're going waffles because you eat Eggo waffles all the time.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's what I was going to say, waffles.
0: Okay. So we'll click waffles. Now, pick something for lunch. We got salad, pizza, chicken nuggets, or a sandwich. And I'm going to say for you, I'm going to say sandwich.
1: Um, I actually was going to say pizza but uh, i mean that's I us, but i usually do take a sip i just take i a, just
0: didn't think you usually eat pizza at lunch we usually eat it more at dinner so I that's, agree. Okay. that's i agree okay. with that pick something for dinner pasta grilled cheese fruit shake or salmon this is easy grilled cheese
1: oh i was gonna say
0: pasta okay i i thought you'd go with those are cheese. the
1: top two for sure though
0: pick a dessert cookies ice cream chocolates or brownies oh, that one's a really hard one brownies
1: uh yeah brownies I'd say that one was hard.
0: Pick a drink, frappuccino, soda, juice, or water. And I'm going to say soda.
1: Yeah, I Diet, soda. Diet, caffeine free Coke. I know.
0: Pick a snack, pretzels, chips, popcorn, or Twizzlers. I'm going to say chips. Chips. And you should be Wonder Woman.
1: Oh, interesting. I don't think I would look like that if I was Wonder Woman.
0: <laughs> All right. Now for me, pick something for breakfast scrambled eggs, waffles, bacon, or something. Do you want cereal. me to pick for you? Yep. Scrambled eggs. I would say bacon. Uh, that was my second choice. Pick something for lunch. Salad, pizza, chicken nugget, sandwich. Pizza. I was going to say sandwich. Dang it. Pick something for dinner. Pasta, grilled cheese, fruit shake, or salmon.
1: Um.
0: Grilled cheese. Oh, yeah. Grilled cheese all day long. Pick a dessert. Cookies, ice cream, chocolates, or brownies. Ice cream i'd say cookies really yeah i mean it, d- again depending on the cookie yeah absolutely if your if your grandmother's sugar cookies are on the counter i want that over ice cream <laughs> any day. pick a drink frappuccino soda juice or water water yeah i would definitely pick water out of that group pick a snack pretzel chips popcorn or twizzlers chips yep and i got a oh. cop <laughs> How, I mean, like, how do they
1: honestly get this? <laughs> I wonder if you put the exact same choices. Do you it, think it will still be a cop? Or do you think it's just randomly picking things?
0: I don't know. You've got this whole conspiracy theory about quizzes. I don't have I don't have time to examine that one.
1: I'm telling you, I think it's just random. Even though I don't know how they got I, me a girl and him a like you a guy. I have no idea. I don't
0: either. So here's another new thing um, that I saw today. This is this is Facebook is entering the smart speaker world, which a smart speaker is like um, our Alexa's or uh, Google Home, you know, those kind of things. Right. And this is called Facebook portal. Okay, And basically the big thing that they're talking about here is once it recognizes your face it actually follows you throughout the room so the camera will actually move with you really as you move throughout the room which obviously with some of the things that have come up uh, with Facebook and and leaking some of our information that has been something they talked about on here so how would you feel about a camera that can follow you around the room
1: what is the need
0: for that well I think it's if you're if you're video conferencing because wow. actually um and shout out to juice in the morning um juice has one the mevo that you can use it kind of does the same thing which i really want for our live streaming uh, if we ever get back on facebook live but it will actually kind of follow your face and keep you in the in the picture so for that kind of stuff i think it's really good for this not 100 percent. that's
1: what i mean it's like i really don't know why i would ever need it to follow me like that
0: I mean, like I said, I guess if you're in the kitchen, you're cooking, it would follow you around. I don't know. So, um...
1: Yeah, I I would say, uh, no, I don't think I would need it, but I'm sure sure it's one of those that I could... I mean, like, people can figure out ways that they do need it or justify it to need it. I don't know.
0: So, let's talk a little bit about Saturday. We kind of had a big day Saturday. Yep. Um... We, uh, I had a football game Friday night, got up Saturday morning. We, uh, we went to the 450 North Corn Maze Beer Fest. Yes. Which, if you've never been to it, and I hate that this plugs at the end because through our political talk, we've probably lost every listener that we have.
1: I know, right?
0: Um, but if you have never been to the 450 North Corn Maze Beer Fest, it is an absolute blast. And I want to say this it is not a drunk fest now we're going to talk about a few people but right it's not a drunk fest if you if you like craft beers and you like the opportunity to try them it's a really cool event yeah there's this huge corn maze there's about what is there what were there six different stations i guess there there were eight eight eight, stations
1: yeah and there's probably five or six at each like circle
0: yeah so like 50 different breweries are there and you you get a commemorative glass um, and you get to kind of walk around, go through the maze and you stop. And each one usually has two or three, you know, some more, yeah. but two or three different beers, um, that they to choose from.
1: And most of them have like a lighter beer. And I mean, depending on the brewery, obviously they'll have like a lighter beer and an IPA and maybe like a darker beer. I mean, like to where they kind of try to, I think they try and get, you know, a little bit of everything as far as what they bring, but.
0: And like i said you you can you'll have a mixed crowd there. I mean, there were some people that definitely which I don't understand got up with the idea of you know congest or ingesting as much alcohol as they could well, that's not what our group does no our and- group <laughs> enjoys talking about them and and trying them and um well,
1: and when we were wait, we were there waiting in line um just waiting in line for like it to open and there were people i mean that was at like 11 30 there, there were people, were people standing, hardly there, stand that well yeah and that were standing there like with a beer and i'm like we're just getting ready like we just paid a decent amount of money to get in to drink a bunch of beer like you pay your ticket and you can drink all the beer in there you want like why would i buy a glass when i'm just getting ready to walk in and drink i mean like if you want to drink a ton you could drink a ton in there
0: <laughs> yeah so but like i said if you get the chance go and, and the coolest thing is the majority of them are indiana breweries yeah i mean there's some from louisville cincinnati yeah but um, i think
1: most of the yeah i, I would, would d- say
0: 90 percent of them are indiana breweries and
1: some of them are further away because they're i mean are they're kind of i think they've reached like the first year we went it wasn't they didn't have as many breweries and i think they were more local but i mean now they're getting them from you know like fort wayne and i mean like places like that but
0: and, you know, like I said, we it was a great day for us because we got to pass out some business cards, made some connections. Yeah. We're hoping to have some of those breweries down here um, and talk to them and kind of make some connections with them, uh, promote them a little bit. So we'll be looking for that uh, in the coming weeks. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, Callie, uh, this is kind of a uh, segment I would like to see us start each week. And I didn't get a chance to tell you this because I literally walked in from work and we recorded. But <laughs> right. an idea of like a pet peeve of the week or something that annoyed you this week. Obviously, we're we're married with children. We deal a lot with kids, both in education. What is something that just annoyed you this week?
1: Oh, man, I don't know. You
0: go First. Well, I came up with the category, and I didn't really think about um,
1: <laughs> you didn't think of something
0: what I was going to say. But I will say this, and, and it's and it's funny because the purse or the podcast I'm talking about is not one of my local ones that I listen to all the time. But it's actually um, the show Up and Vanished, uh, which I'm listening to season two right now, which I love. Oh,
1: the second season's out.
0: Yeah, I love the first season of Up and Vanished. Okay, but last week I had to turn off their episode because the sound quality of the phone calls they were taking was so bad I couldn't understand what they were talking about. Now, I pause real quick because I know right now in this moment, Aaron Powell is driving himself to work and just said, oh, that's really hypocritical. Your sound last week blew me out of my truck driving to work listening to your episode. Really? Because I got a text message at about 645 about it. So, agreed. Should have turned off my episode last week because the sound quality was awful. But for a national show that has all the sponsors they have, it was very, very disappointing. Um, So that is my annoyance of the week is podcasts with very, very bad sound. That is not a shot at Justin Kelly and Juice in the Morning. That is a shot at Up and Vanished.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Pet peeve. I don't know. I guess I would say the one thing that... um, Right now, I get the most frustrated with is telling, having to tell our four-year-old the same thing five times. So that's probably where I'm currently, I get the most frustrated whenever I, and I just told him a little bit ago when I was trying to get him down for a nap, and I said, and I've literally asked him four times to get a pillow, and I'm like, I don't want to have to ask you again to go get a pillow and he was like I'm going and so I don't know that's probably the one thing that I can think of currently like right now in this split second what is the one thing that's probably frustrated you and that would probably be it and he's at that age to where it's like I'll tell him something and he'll halfway hear me but he's like in the middle of playing or doing something that he wants to do or not listening and so I get frustrated when I have to tell him more than once
0: all right So those are the annoyances of the week is Callie (laughs) and our four-year-old and me and... I would say
1: a lot of them might be with him.
0: Podcast. Coming up. (laughs) Uh, But I do want to say this, and I'm sure you haven't had a chance yet, but if you get a chance, you need to go listen to this week's Smugcast episode. And again, I will will throw out my PSA that I throw out every time I talk about them. It is adult-themed. I wouldn't listen to it with your kids in in the car. Right, um, it is male adult themed. If you don't like kind of raunchy humor, I wouldn't. I wouldn't download it. But this week was the rap battle between AP from uh, the Smugcast and Justin Kelly from Juice in the Morning.
1: Really, I'm gonna have to listen to it.
0: And I'll be honest, I really thought it would be one of the most or one of the least entertaining things. That I ever heard and I have to say I listened the whole episode today. It was by far one of the funniest and most entertaining things I've ever heard. So really huge shout out to AP and juice um, because both were really good. AP had the better flow and sounded more like a true rapper. Juice had more of the the punchlines and coming at you and hitting you but Juice sounded like, I don't know. It was like bad open mic night. Um, (laughs) So in my opinion, and I know that on the actual show, they said they tied in my opinion, I have to throw it to AP by a slight, slight margin. Okay. Um, Juice had a couple, you know, punchlines that were just unbelievable, but I had to throw it to AP with a win. Um, but i do want to i do want you to to listen to it yeah um and our next week's episode we want to get out and and hear who you chose as the winner so upcoming shows here before we take off um weird food was supposed to be yesterday uh our uh guest co-host uh nc had a hot date um
1: so she probably needed all re- all we- all, blah, 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 all day to get ready for that
0: yeah so um she didn't make it after she was the one that set the date and time but nobody's actually keeping track of that <laughs> so weird food challenge will be next sunday um october 4th actually saturday i think i did it's the 14th saturday no, I don't Sunday. think so. Yeah, next Sunday at six p.m. Okay, uh, tune in. We will be Facebook live for that. Absolutely. Um,
1: You're gonna have to get a list so we can get all. I can get yeah, all the items. Go.
0: Well, I'm gonna post the oh uh, yeah the survey okay. tomorrow when this episode comes out to our Facebook page and I'll pin it to the top uh, so people can vote on the like ten items that we're gonna do. Yes. So that'll be next Sunday. Then I talk to um, the ghost hunter. You know, oh, obviously yeah. we're coming up here to, to Halloween. Uh, I gave her either Sunday the 21st or Sunday the 28th. Okay. Um, she thought one of those would definitely work. She's going to look at that. So hopefully we get her in here, get a record with her and talk a little bit about ghost hunting. And then obviously I reached out to Jim Lucas, as I said earlier, he's yeah. already responded, said, I'm in, tell me the date and time. Once I get it set with the ghost hunter, we'll probably do Jim the opposite Sunday. Yeah, Jim. Um and then obviously reaching out to Steve Schottmer and hoping that uh uh we can get him on as well. So that's kind of the rest of October for us. Um, you cool. know, again, thank you to our sponsors, uh, Miller's Termite and Pest Control and Tommy Taylor at Farm Bureau Insurance. We really appreciate what they do for us. We appreciate all you listeners and today. We're going to go out to a song that I was shared uh, from a student. Um, it is Andy Minio with You Can't Stop Me. Everybody have a great week.
2: You can't stop me. Uh, can't stop, won't stop. Where it breaks at? I give them that ditty bop. Like, take that, take that, take that, take that. I'm going to put it in work. I'ma do that ASAP. Throw my faith in rap, but if say don't say that, huh? What I'ma turn down for? Feel like Shaq and. VJ's trying to say my name, it's Minio. Say it with me, Minio. Okay, great, two forks high, raise stakes, risk it all, I take the hate, This the winning team, get the Gatorade, my guy good, but he's not safe, now. Nah. They try to shut us down and it ain't gonna slide, only thing I baby is God and he on my side, that's the confidence of God, you got me, that's why I really feel opponent you know me i know you we know it whenever i fail you've always been there to simply remind me you're blown it you don't see when i'm growing you don't see where i'm going you only see in the moment you know my mistakes you never let go it. don't to amaze me and it drive me crazy, huh? Did you catch every detail that I missed in the songs I'm making? Saying you will never write a verse like Kendrick, never be the rapper rock got from Hendrix. top ten alive. You will never be mentioned. Why ain't so high? wants to buy the trenches? Plus, you a Christian, Andy? They will never listen, Andy. Plus, we your pigment, Andy. <laughs> you don't got skill, you a gimmick, Andy. Well, if I listen to you and everything you put in my ear, I'll be living like shut Shoulda I'll be paralyzed by fear. Huh? Ain't that the truth? If I quit, the only way I lose, I got two choices when I do this. Make moves or make excuses. huh? If you know who I'm talking about, then you got me. My biggest enemy is me, and even I can't stop me. Uh. They try to shut us down, and it ain't gon' slide. Only thing I fear is God, and he on my side. That's the confidence I got, because he got me. That's why I really feel like you can't stop me.